three, two, one. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. It's 2023, guys. And as you can see, as we kick off our first episode back, as we like to call it, season two uh, of King, the King's Army podcast, we have a special co-host guest. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Welcome back, our good friend, or in your case, your brother, Daniel Joe. Round of applause. There it is. There it is. Okay, I'll stop that. If you guys haven't realized, we're also wearing King's Army t-shirts that IJ prepared for us. It was your present, actually. <laughs> but we have merch. Oh, yep, merch. This is not for sale. We are, this is a not-for-profit not for profit program. Not yes. Not for profit program. Non for profit, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but yes, um, how have you guys been? It's been a hot minute since we did the last episode. It was like, I think from the last episode, we were just talking about VFC camp mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the camp high that we had from there and sharing our experiences. But yeah, how, how has it been? The new year's been pretty good. Um, same old, same old. <laughs> same old, same old. We know we're back into the swing of things when, <laughs> when James says same old, same old. Yeah, but yeah, not much, not much. Um, yeah, looking forward to, I guess, this new year and what it, what, what it has in store for us mm -hmm. and for this program. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Good to be back. Yeah, I mean, um, same old, same old, just uh, living life. Um, Work, sleep, gym, eat. And church. And church. <laughs> and church, of course. <laughs> and repeat. Yes. Yes. But something new I have done the past two weeks, mm -hmm. like the past three weeks, is actually um, I started just taking cold showers. Oh. Yeah, that's something new. Um, yeah, you guys should um, take cold showers. It's, it's really beneficial and good for you. I can feel it. Oh, so that's my. It's true. He's been lifting a lot better at the gym <laughs> ever since he's been taking yeah. cold showers. And I tried it once, and I was like, "Nah, yeah, <laughs> not for me." The first time is definitely the hardest. I only could do like thirty seconds, and then you just just keep battling through. Mm. And then now I can do like a good four or five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, good on yeah. you. Good on you, dude. That's something new. Well, yeah. Well, it, thanks for sharing, guys, and I guess uh, we should just get on with the proceedings, which means you are listening to the King's Army podcast, and we'll be right back. Aja, you've been you've been waiting for this moment <laughs> for the past five months, dude. Don't expose me like this. For the past five months, and we have had a couple unfortunate events tonight as well. We are running behind. We are running behind by two hours. Yeah, um, yeah. But we are finally here. We're here. Let's welcome our next guest. I'm, try I'm trying to think of a way to introduce him without it being cringy. My dad. Um, yeah, let's invite my dad. So anti <laughs> yeah, yeah, pass the anti. Woo! Oh, I like the energy right there. Oh. <laughs> yes, please uh. welcome to the podcast arena. Oh, here we go. Sorry, there you go. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Yes, thanks for coming. I appreciate um, you giving your time uh, to to the podcast. Yeah, me and James. Well, I've been like kind of low key, really wanting you to be on here because your boys talk about you and talk about the many different things oh, really? that you do. Mm. Um, and yeah, I felt like it really encouraged me to hear how the Lord was working in your life and and how you know that kind of flowed through how your boys are doing and how the Lord's working on theirs. So, yeah, it's been really awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's good to see the job family here. 
Short trio, yeah. Short trio. Yeah, look at that. Mm, three musketeers. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, as we normally do, we start off with. Can you make this up? Crack, crack, crack. <laughs> the icebreaker. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you questions. So you, you are entering now the icebreaker question. Okay, are you ready, Pastor Anton? Let's see. Okay, the first question is: If you could choose, if you could choose your age forever, what age would it be, and why? Oh, twenty-nine. Oh, that's very specific. Why? Why twenty-nine, yeah. Pastor Anton? Not thirty-eight. Not uh, twenty-nine is a good age, you know, for us to take a new uh, step of faith, you know. Um, after thirties, you know, I just feel like, and you know, I just settle down in home and looking after children. But is uh, twenty nine is the catch line. Uh, I feel like as a single guy, maybe, <laughs> so I can enjoy freedom and doing whatever I can do. Mm. So, uh, the my life, I would say, if I say, you know, um, one word, you know, new adventure all the time with the freedom. And you know that is actually gospel message, though. So I like the twenty nine years old. Okay. So I feel like it's still twenty nine, whether people believe or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do look great for <laughs> your age. Just saying. <laughs> you heard that, Marty Yoon? <laughs> you got one more year, Marty. You better watch out, Marty. <laughs> Thanks for answering that. And next one is, if you could be an Olympic athlete, what sport would you compete in? If you could choose any sport, uh, marathon. Marathon. Why, yeah. why marathon? Um, so um, many times the people um, consider marathon as uh, you know uh, life journey. It's mm. a long race, mm. not a short sprinter. Uh, just like like a marathon, we have to uh, just uh, run the race um, until the end of life. So I I like marathon. A lot of suffering, a lot of a uh, uh, test, but it's I think he. Um, that is something that really reminds me of what our life is like. Mm. The man's going to make a sermon out of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll move along. Question. <laughs> uh, question three. What is the funniest prank ever played on you? Funniest one? Prank. <laughs> prank. Prank. <laughs> prank. I'm guessing like, you never like got pranked. Like a joke. Joke played on you. Oh. I... I don't know. Okay, I had a backup question. That's good because yeah. I asked your boys the same question, and they yeah. both were like, "We don't do that." So, okay, uh, I, I I prepared a backup question to that. Um, or what is your funniest family story? Funniest family story, Daniel James. Do you remember any funniest story? When the when, when James was when James took a crap. Oh, oh no, you shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> um, that is a disastrous story. Um, that, except that one, when we arrived in Australia, I remember um, James, um, you know, he never learned English. Mm. So, but mom just put him into, um, you know, preschool as soon as he arrived in Australia. And preschool friend just passing by him and saying, hello, hey, James. He, he called James. Mm. And but with the Korean, Southern Korean direct, he just uh, spoke in English actually. Um, so, and he just responded to him and why? <laughs> and he just hey, say hello to him though. <laughs> and he just uh, responded, actually, this is uh, um, the Busan dialect. Oh. And when somebody called you and uh, hey, James, where? Um. What's wrong? Where? Mm -mm. And but uh, he said, why? <laughs> that is his response. That is the funniest moment for me. And, uh, oh, that he just learned, learned English with a Korean dialect. Um, <laughs> but cute. he's all right today, right? That's cute. <laughs> yes. No, he, he does speak English. Because it'd be a bit hard if mm. <laughs> we did this if he didn't. Pretty all right. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather be born with an elephant trunk or a giraffe neck? <laughs> wow, what the question is like that? I just went, I just went completely south. Mm. I, giraffe, giraffe's neck, giraffe neck, because uh, um, I could see, you know, something, uh, you know, 
further further up yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah i feel like yeah, yeah you're closer you're closer to god that's <laughs> right oh, oh that's very spiritual though but i could see it in the further and that's the yeah, oh, that's yeah, why, true. yeah. that's true, true, true. Mm. <laughs> yes and uh last question what is your earliest childhood memory uh the shocking memory is maybe James uh, couldn't remember when he was a four years old boy, but when I was four years old boy, my father was a uh, uh, pastor in the countryside mm. and uh, just uh, surrounded by you know farming area. And just during the lunchtime and suddenly he just, uh, uh, you know, just he got up and he just, uh, uh, you know, rushed into the bush and he just found a snake and he just uh, killed a snake by his hand. So that was a shocking thing. So when I was a little boy, I still remember things, even though I was a little boy, like four years old. Wow. Yeah, that is. That was really impactful for yeah, you. Impact. Mm. Wow. So my father is a great man and just a trampling the snake wow. and by his hand. Damn. Could you do that, you reckon? No. <laughs> no. So don't worry. I'm the same. I'm the same. I don't like snakes. Yeah, worst, worst. That was, uh, yeah. Oh, wow, well, that's earliest memory. Wow, killing a snake. That's, that's that's right. That's the epitome of like man. Like that's the manliest thing you can do is to like. That's right. Hunt and killing it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But thanks for answering those questions. Thanks for being a good sport. And you've completed our first segment, which is our icebreaker. It's been broken. <laughs> Feels sounds less awkward, don't you think? Sounds great. <laughs> well, to be honest, we've been talking for the past like three hours. So like ice has been broken a couple of hours ago. Yeah, that's why. No, it's good. Yeah, it's, 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 it was a good time. It was a good time getting to know and pre-chat. <laughs> well, normally at this point, uh, we also uh, talk about our first impressions of our church brothers and what we think just to, just to got gauge, get a gauge of, you know, what we think of each other initially and how that changed. But in this instance, it's a bit hard because, you know, you they they don't really have a first impression of you because they've known you all your life. So I'm going to run another segment, which is what's going to happen is it's like episode three. So what happened on episode three is that I got these two brothers to answer a question where the questions were, Oh, who's more likely to do this or who's more likely to do this? So I'm gonna ask the same question, but this time you're gonna answer it and and pick the son of whether, you know, for example, who's, who's more, more messy like, or who's more the So <laughs> you're gonna reveal what the true answer is because on episode three they were both like, Oh, we don't do that or we don't but we'll find out the truth now because oh, we wow. have their dad, which I'm excited to ask. Okay, I should be honest, man, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask the question. I'll be three, two, one, and then maybe grab the hand of the of the son, one of your sons, of who who's the one that's more likely to do said statement. Point. All right. Or, yeah, or no point. No worries. Yeah. Point. I just thought it would be funnier if you... Oh, okay, like, we can do whatever. <laughs> okay, let me just see where I put those questions. Oh, here it is. Okay, question one. Okay, who is most likely to be the last one to get ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> he chose Daniel. Why, why Daniel? In your opinion? Oh, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, busy in the last moment to get things done. And as I know him well, uh, James is more prepared in advance yeah, compared to him, I think. Just a spontaneous person. That's right, yeah. That's true, that's true. He's more like me, but he is more like mom, James, oh, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Interesting. Just, just a little bit different, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, next one. Who is more competitive? Three, two, one. Oh, it's pretty the same though, but maybe this, uh, this gentleman. What, what do you reckon James is more competitive? Nah, bro. <laughs> that's cat. <laughs> Maybe pretty same. Okay, yeah, same. Pretty same. Yeah, it's, uh, in in game or sports, I can see that it's pretty similar. Yeah. 
Do you guys remember what your response yeah. was about? Like when I asked that question last time, they were like, "No, no, we're not." Com- you literally both of you. You can watch it back on episode three. They're oh, like, really? We're not. We're not. We're not really competitive. Mm. But here you go. You've been exposed. They're both competitive. They are very generous <laughs> and gentle guys. But you know, in sports games, I could see it. You know, uh, pretty competitive. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The next question is: Who is more aggressive out of the two? Three aggressive, as in like who's who's like not not necessarily angry, mm. but mm. who's got more like mm, like mm. three, mm. two, Maybe one. Maybe first one, you know, it's like Esso and Jacob, you know. Wait, you didn't you say that in one of that's he described that he described them. Yeah, he's he's just hanging around and outside and doing things, you know, just like Esso and hunting girls, you know, no, no I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> no, when he was a teenager no, boy. No? When he was but a teenager. teenager. Yeah, <laughs> uh, James is just like, no. uh, like a daughter um, is just, uh, <laughs> and helping. And you know, before Ruby was born, actually, you know, helping mom a little bit more than, you know, you know uh, relatively mm. than Daniel, yeah. Mm, so he's okay interesting interesting I, i'm really liking your insight because uh it's really refreshing to hear but when he was a little you know teenager boys but now he's grown up boy but yeah. i think he has been changed okay 180 yeah okay next question who was more obedient as a child uh, both of them as very obedient oh, okay. yeah it's obedient. good boys okay yeah. Who is now as adults who's less obedient? I think it's James. Uh, <laughs> he um, no, he's, he's a very nice guy, mm-hmm. and, but he has uh, his own clear goal, and mm. um, he's sometimes a very um, clear cut goal for him. And so sometimes mom persuades him, mm. and he doesn't listen, and he want to go his own way. Sometimes I feel like he's just yeah. stubborn. He's oh yeah, hurting, yeah, that. Stubborn, um, but in good manner, and I would say he he has a clear cut goal by Mm. himself. Fair enough, fair Mm. enough. Okay. Um, Who is the one to get, who is the one to most likely get out of bed last? So who stays into the bed? Who stays, sleeps in more? Uh, It's pretty similar. (laughs) But it's, uh, I was very surprised to see that Daniel has been changed a lot and he, He likes sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, but he's, um, and I was so surprised that he get up at five every morning and going mm. to work. And that is a very uh, <laughs> life-changing experience for me. I never seen him wow. just get up early morning. Did you ever think that would ever I be? Never, yeah. I never thought about him and going you know, to work at, at 5 a.m. No, um, so, um, yeah, it's very good. Yes, miracles do happen. Miracle. <laughs> yeah, miracle. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, brother and Isaiah, and you change his life. <laughs> and taking him to gym early morning, and maybe, um, yeah, he's a good brother and can change, you know, um, other brothers as well. So that's cool, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it's, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, tra- training one brother, church brother at a time. That's cool. No, no. Um, and. Uh, Okay. Who's more likely to wear sunglasses indoors, inside? James Joe. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this morning and uh, when he do um, his exercise at home and just put on the glasses. Uh, I was outside. Uh, oh. Outside? Yeah, the inside too. And uh, uh. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see him too. And, but it's uh, interesting to see it in a distant these two sons became the muscle guy, as you can oh, see. And this is homemade man. one, the gym made one. Oh. I don't know which one is better. Oh, but sometimes you, you know, know who's home, one. homemade one is better sometimes. Yes, yes, yes sir. Yeah. Calisthenics. <laughs> not yet. I'm not done with this one. Just uh, you wait. Okay. This one's going to be <laughs> t- t- 20 times bigger. <laughs> uh, we will see. We will see. Mm. <laughs> okay. And last question. Who is more likely to embarrass themselves in front of strangers? I think it's Daniel. <laughs> that's, that's very correct. Yeah. So Boy. I, yeah, I can see him and his uh, face turned to red color, you know, just uh, he looked like more shy guy in front of a beautiful girl. I'm joking though. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's more like it. But you know, 
sometimes you know James he doesn't talk a lot, though, but in front of people sometimes mm. he uh, has confidence to speak out things. Mm. Um, but he's uh, a little bit murmuring in front of beautiful girls. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Interesting. Well, no, thank you for answering those questions. Thank you guys for being good sports <laughs> and agreeing to this segment. I really appreciate <laughs> you hearing honest feedback, but it's good. You know, being self-aware is helpful. <laughs> but yes, um, thanks. Uh, yeah, so I guess I can share my first impression. Well, actually, it was more like I heard a lot of things about you, Pastor Anton, in terms of, I guess, what what um your boys have shared and and the many places where the lord has brought you and even t tonight learning a bit more like i felt like what you shared definitely met my expectations of mm -hmm. yeah just the godly man that you are and so yeah my first impression was like um when i first met you i think my first impression was like oh this is this is the the man that everyone talks about because not only your boys but there's still like um, a lot of members of the church will always mm -hmm. um, mention stories. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you just seem like a, you, you are very much so a man that meets his reputation. That's, mm. <laughs> that's why. Thank you for say. saying so though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was good. I think I heard a story that I really liked <laughs> about uh, how you <laughs> interacted with uh, some of like people, newcomers. It's like you're very passionate about um, hugging. Well, yeah. Oh no, it was it was it was more about um, you're very passionate about you know the multicultural side mm -hmm. of, of one family church. And mm -hmm. so when I heard that whenever uh, like someone comes in mm -hmm. and you ask them where they're from, like they'll That's say right. from Nepal, you'd be like, "Whoa, Nepal!" Mm -hmm. And then after that, when someone comes and you ask them, they're like from Korea, and you're like, "Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, come in." <laughs> But I appreciate the enthusiasm for the multicultural side. And that's right. That's, that's mm. Yeah, but I just, I just found that very endearing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a good story. Mm. No, yeah. But yeah, no, you are, you have been, yeah, a great person to meet. Thank and, you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What, what was your first impression of IJ? Oh, Isaiah, and uh, he just reminds me of uh, Keith, and uh, <laughs> I, I thought he's, uh, his brother is actually uh, ah. pretty similar, um, is the first impression, and, and look like a uh, Filipino gangster, <laughs> uh, uh, he looked very uh, mild and it. gentle guy, actually, for me, oh, and really? uh, yeah, so um, through his eyes, I could see it in a very pure and gentle man, and and even I heard about you uh, before I came to Australia. And so, uh, like, you know, not just a physical trainer, but he's uh, like a spiritual trainer, even mm -hmm. to Daniel <laughs> and to other young fellows. So thank you so much for your work. Even through this you know, podcast is uh, something great to encourage, you know, young fellows mm -hmm. you know, to enjoy the fellowship through this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you for your kind words. Appreciate it. No, it's been uh it's yeah, it's been a good journey of, of coming to a new church from moving and saying goodbye to my old church family mm. and feeling the Lord really lead me to this church and and to really um yeah, give me a heart for in reach mission and really spend time with with people and give my time in that way for the Lord. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it's been really mm. great experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, normally, we also ask uh, in, in regards to, I guess, um, one family church. Mm -hmm. We normally ask people, you know, how they came to be. But um, to my understanding, you are a very, uh, I guess, big character in terms of, you know, this church and, and its beginnings. And yeah, I just wanted to ask, how was uh, your uh, involvement Mm -hmm. in church, mm -hmm. uh, in, 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 in one family church. Yes, in the beginning, um, the Korean church called Chungang Changno Gyohe, and you know, a Korean Presbyterian, uh, Central Presbyterian Church actually, um, the senior pastor asked me uh, to come in uh, for help because they were planning to um, you know, um, start a new church in the Granville area, but there is no not many Koreans living around the Granville area. So 
uh, Korean church had a vision um, to start up a multicultural church um, uh, in Granville. Um, so in the beginning, I said, no, it's not possible for is the old Korean traditional church to go into a multicultural church. You know, there mm. is, there's no possibility. Mm. And in human, humanly thought, um, but I uh, just uh, pray about that. And I also started some other churches uh, in the beginning uh, when I just uh, came to Australia. I realized Australia is uh, one of the... Uh, great mission field where people from different nations and cultures came to live and work together here. Mm-hmm. So I pray to the Lord, Lord Jesus, and if uh, um, you give me a chance, I would start some international and multicultural church in future. So 10 years after we arrived here, I got a chance to work in Hornsby area with the Aussie church to plant Mosaic Church, mm-hmm. where we start to share the gospel and people uh, began to come to join us from uh, Muslim background, Hindu background, and Buddhist background. Even they came to know Jesus, got baptized, and things happening. And so even all the Anglo church were very encouraged by that. And then second, we moved uh, to uh, Auburn area, mm-hmm. uh, um, the uh, all-nation community church with the uh, Sassoon church. We also started this ministry as well. Um, and then this uh, third time is um, the Korean and Central Church invited us to work together. In the beginning, I said, no, it's not possible. But um, somehow, I, got sense, uh, I sense that God called us to get involved in this ministry. Mm. Um, so um, I asked the, uh, the church in, if there are any volunteers to join this multicultural ministry, and anyone is okay. So um, we just announced to uh, uh, the Korean congregation, among them, like a Sam, and Elder Sam, and family, and some couple of uh, old, you know, uh, first Korean generation, you know, uh, elders and, and deacons and just to join together. So around uh, uh, 12 people started this one family church. Mm, wow. um, and so um, as I uh, saw uh, the day people yesterday here, Granville Youth Center, now it has been changed totally. Mm. <laughs> I was uh, so amazed. Mm. So we started to rent the, um, a little hall, uh, the Youth uh, Center Hall, and as we are sent out as a missionary uh, group uh, from Korean church, you know, one year uh, before the uh, mother church came, we were sent out and started this one family. And with a vision uh, from the Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, 10. Mm. Um, so this is what's, what will be happening in heaven. Uh, people from different nations and tribe and languages come together in front of a uh, Lamb of God and worshiping and praising the Lord. You know, and that is the picture I saw as a vision. And in heaven, we, we are going to meet you know, all people from different nations. Mm. And why don't we exercise heaven right now on earth? Yeah. With that vision, we started one family. Wow. So by the time the mother church came and we uh, crochet the gospel and in the park every Saturday and in front of a train station and uh, uh, from house to house sharing the gospel and wow. giving us some gospel tracks. And mm. so um, we could see um, around, the 70, um, around 70 or 80 people um, came to join us in the worship service before wow. mother church came and that was beginning of a multi-ethnic congregation started mm. uh, later on and the second generation of uh, the Korean church and also joined and in this movement. So this is what happened today in one family. Wow. Yeah. Mm. To make a long story short like that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that's so encouraging. And mm. I, I love how there's a real heart to see and yearn heaven, um, to see a glimpse of heaven and that being a, a place where people gather, people of all nations gathering mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. worship and, and glorify God. And so wow, that, that is such a great like kind of mission that you guys sought out to do. That's right. The journey is just keep on going through you guys, you know? Yeah. Mm. I guess I'm the multicultural side. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I go yeah. to this table. <laughs> I'm the, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, it, it's always encouraging to hear where the church started at such humble beginnings and to see it grow to be what it is now and how God has grown it through all these years mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, again, like, um, good to know. <laughs> 
Um, but I want to also dig deeper into, I guess, your story. For, for me, I, I still um, don't know the, the depths of, I guess, your testimony. Mm, so I just mm. wanted to ask a question of, um, you know, how did you know Christ Jesus as your savior? Mm -hmm. And, but firstly, how was your life before Christ, before knowing Christ? Yeah, um, some of you know that I was a PK and pastor's kid. Oh. Um, I was born in Christian family. I grew up in the church and I know about church since childhood. Um, my father um, couldn't have a baby since you know, he had the first uh, uh, daughter. And so he kept praying for a son. Uh, if he said, you know, if God, you would give me a, a son, I would give him for your ministry and for your glory. Oh. So without my permission, he just <laughs> prayed like that. And so um, as soon as I was born and, you know, uh, my grandma always uh, said to me, and you are committed to the Lord through your parents' prayer. So you should be a pastor. You should be, you know, missionary, somebody else, you know. And that was a really burden for me. And maybe, I don't know, James and Daniel also had some kind of a burden as a mission, you know, pastor's kids, whatever. Um, but um, as I grew up and I saw the, some uh, strange things happening in, even in the church, you know, because in, in, in the church, you know, not we have uh, all good people, you know, and mm. sinners gathering together, mm. you know, we have uh, some, you know, challenges, trouble as well. And I saw the, some uh, elders and uh, leaders in the church and doing uh, something wrong in the world and compared to life in the church. So I was so disappointed and I left the church for a while and I became a prodigal son and just mm. drinking and mm. smoking and dancing with the girls and doing uh, all stupid things for a while. Mm. And just I, um, I went to uh, this world um, with all the place in this world. Mm. Um, anyway, I just uh, uh, had to go to an uh, army for two and a half years, you know, um, and uh, as a Korean guy. And, and I, as I entered the army, and I just uh, felt like, you know, there is no my parents. So um, I didn't go to church even on Sunday. And just I uh, lived my life according to what I wanted. Uh, but one particular Sunday, um, um, I was in the camp, um, and you know, Sunday I just, uh, uh, you know, watching TV and falling into sleep all of a sudden, and 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 in my dream, my father just appeared, and in my dream, and he was crying out to God and asking for uh, His mercy and grace upon my life, and he just uh, asked God, God, please have mercy on my son and bring him back to you, and he doesn't know what he's doing and let him know who your Lord Jesus is. And mm. he cried, he was crying and praying. Mm. And I just uh, uh, thought this is a real, um, but it's, it, was, it was dream. Mm. And I saw my father's tear rolling down on his cheek. Mm. And I just woke up and I just realized that was dream. And on that particular Sunday, I sensed that, oh, I should go to church tonight. So I went to the uh, evening service for mm. the first time and since I entered the army. And on that night, God really spoke to my heart. The mm. gospel message about Christ Jesus came down to my heart from my head. Mm. And that night, you know, suddenly, and by the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, God showed me the, uh, uh, my past life, um, so like panorama. And, and I just uh, repent my sins and, and tears and coming down and... And, and that night was like a spiritual refreshment. It's something, I, I was newborn. And I was so glad and that night and, and spiritually refreshed. And then I, came, I could see that something really changed. Even though, you know, the circumstance is the same. And the, since that night, and I committed my life fully to Jesus. Wow. And, and, and then I just uh, pray like this, God... And I realized it's such a great um, the blessing of gospel. And, and now I realize your uh, grace uh, shown to my life on the cross and help me, Lord Jesus, to bring the, such a good message of cross to the people who don't know mm. yet. And give me a chance. If you give me a chance, you know, I want to give up my best life of youth for you. Wow. And, and that was my prayer. Wow. And, and then less than two years and 
uh, ended up, I found myself being a missionary wow. in Siberia. Wow. So you must be very careful when you pray. You know, God answers <laughs> yeah. our prayer exactly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I prayed the prayer in the army. So after discharged army, and I finished the uni, and one year later, and then less than two years, you know, um, later, um, uh, I just ended up being a missionary in Siberia, wow. and that was beginning of my missionary journey. Wow. Mm. No, thanks for sharing. I really like the poignant moment that you mentioned that, you know, it, it obviously you knew the gospel and it was something in mm. your in your mind, mm. but it was that moment where it moved from your mind to your heart. That's and right. I feel like, mm. yeah, no, that's that's great to see how God stirred that conviction mm. from something in your mind to now be that's a conviction right. of the heart. Mm. So no. that is the the mm. key thing is the freedom. I really. Um, experience true freedom mm. not by church regulation or rules mm. and and jesus said and if you know the truth the truth will set you free amen so i really experienced the freedom in my life you know um god has given us a free will to choose mm. free will to choose to love he gave us a freedom to choose to love to or to choose to hate mm. and 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 i really experienced the freedom in the gospel um, not in the toward the sin, but from sin and enjoying the true relationship with Jesus since that night. So that was uh, the real change um, mm. through that night. For true yeah. freedom in mm. Christ. Mm. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. If you guys are watching this and you guys are thinking, Daniel and James, why aren't you guys talking? <laughs> Give some reactions at least. <laughs> it's because we've heard this story like a thousand times. Yes. So it's, it's become numb to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm watching both of your body language, both of you like this. <laughs> both crossed arms, I mean, that's just So do you really are. enjoy the freedom, man, brothers? It's just in Christ? That is so my question. Do. Oh, you do? They do. Well, They're here man. today mm. and not out. <laughs> well, yes, this leads us to the next segment, which is asking about you have three, I guess, main roles or main jobs in your life, and that is one, husband, two, father, three, pastor. Mm. Which one is the hardest job, would you say? Hardest job is, uh, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> as a husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah so to be a good father, first of all, I should be a good husband. Mm-hmm. And that is something I learned, and even through father's school. You know, mm. and in father's school, I'm teaching though, um, to be a good father, I should have learned first of all to be a good husband as well. But um, after marriage, I realized it, how difficult it is to live, you know, with a someone from different culture. Uh, even though we are speaking the same language, mm. but we are from different background, different culture. Mm. So also um, the same sinners, you know, I'm not perfect man, mm. you know, my wife is not perfect woman. We mm. are all sinners in mm. Christ before the Lord. Mm. And so um, uh, sin means actually we are self-centered. And so mm. uh, we we see things in different ways. We have different views. And, and I know the difference is different. It's not wrong. Um, but sometimes we can see it in different ways that we act and we say things and hurting each other. So um, that is, I think, a big challenge um, to be a good husband. And nowadays, mm. I'm trying to my best and to support and help my wife. But still, um, I'm under construction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have these three main roles. Mm. How do you juggle between these three roles? Um, I guess it's different now because Daniel and I, we live separately. Mm-hmm. But when we were all living together, mm. how did you find it juggling these three roles as a husband, as a father, and as a pastor? Was it like very busy or Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I too much focus on ministry. Um, but it's, I know, well, uh, felt, you know, in theory, I, I should be in balance between ministry and family. Um, but... I, I learned from my father um, um, this is not good way but he's, he sacrificed himself and his family for God's ministry and so um, for me even when I was in Australia I too much focused on God's ministry but I realized this is also very dangerous of things 
Um, without God, I can work very hard, uh, mm. or I can see the, some fruit out of my hard work, mm. um, but that may not be uh, glorifying God. Mm. Um, so um, uh, according to God's priority, I know God first and family second, and work ministry will be last. But many times I fail, I just too much focus on ministry first, without God, without you know, considering mm. um, family. I don't know when Daniel James is uh, um, from their viewpoint in uh, whether I'm a good dad or not, but it's, uh, uh, my wife really um, and did a great job uh, to her two sons, sometimes you know, too much though. Um, but it's, uh, um, I thank God that God really made them to be a, a godly man today. You know, mm. I, was, I wasn't uh, worried about them, even though they live here. Uh, without parents and for the last uh, 30 years I could see that they have been changed a lot mm -hmm. because God answered my prayer mm. asking God to bring good friends and good mentors and teachers and spiritual leaders uh, to their lives mm -hmm. so I could see the um, God's answer even today mm -hmm. um, IJ is uh, <laughs> just uh, sitting next to Daniel I can see that God just bring the good brother a big brother and a good mentor and I could see the uh, good um, friends around the James' life as well. And he has been struggling and God has been stretching them out in mm. faith. That is very encouraging things I could see mm. as I came back home. Thank you, man. You're the, you're the answer to his prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wow. I didn't yeah. say that. Uh. I didn't say that. Uh. I'll pay you later. <laughs> 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 I, have I, have two more, I have two more questions. Mm. What's one piece of advice that grandpa gave you that you want to give to the young men? Oh. Or in a metaphorical way, mm. yeah, to me, but to young men in general, yeah. to Daniel and myself. My father used to say to me and uh, my son, you should be very careful with the 3G. <laughs> and so do you know what is the 3G? Gold, girl, Glory. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so, um, um, yeah, that is true. And then we, um, we like a gold, you know, material stuff, money, and girl. And uh, simply I would say this is pleasure in the world, generally speaking. Mm. And glory, you know, self-glory. We want to gain glory. We want to be somebody else. We want to be boss of our lives. So uh, that is the temptations that the Satan always trying to uh, challenge us in our lives, whether we are old or young. Mm. Yeah. And I'm still struggling with these things as well. Mm. I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's why my father used to say, and wherever you go, and let God's presence um, be with you all the time. That is a real success. To not God's presence uh, live your life. And, and you just work with him every single moment. Mm -hmm. Then you will be successful. Even I shared about that last Sunday. You you know, real blessing is the matter of uh, God's presence being with us. Mm. So like Joseph, and he always saying to me, like Joseph, even in prison, even in, mm. as a slave, you know, how come he would be a prime minister in Egypt? And because the Lord was with him. Mm. So who is the one that God is? Uh, just uh, working with him. Mm. And that is something uh, always remind me. So um, well, even when I went back to um, Korea, and God spoke to my heart. And I want you to be a true worshipers. I don't mm. want you just work very hard. Mm. Without me, even though you work hard, and you cannot gain nothing. Mm. Um, you cannot gain anything, but it's just uh, uh, you worship me truly and work with me, and then I will work through you. Mm. And that is the message I heard from the Lord, and mm -hmm. my father used to say to me too. Yeah. Don't just uh, um, uh, miss the priority. Worship first, but many times we try to work out things by human ways, even God's ministry. So that is uh, something that I want to share with the young guys. And relationship with the Father in heaven, relationship with Jesus, that is the first thing. It's mm. all about worship, daily Amen. worship. Daily God worship. will work through your life. Amen. 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 Final question. Mm. If you were to go back to your early 20s, mm -hmm. what is 
the first thing you would change about your life or what is one habit that you will implement into your life? Mm. I don't want to waste the time because mm. I scramble time a lot, you know, uh, doing stupid things. You know, um, I, uh, I met a, um, a friend in university. He's, he's uh, indulged in dancing and mm. joining dancing club, you know? So, um, and then, you know, just we spend uh, one month in a dancing club all the time and doing stupid things, you know? But, you know, once you, um, even the pleasure in this world, um, after you enjoyed and coming back home and there mm. is always emptiness in your heart. So, um, after I met uh, Jesus in, in the army, my life was totally changed. So that is my prayer for young guys here. Um, when you meet Jesus truly, uh, mm. personally, mm. Um, when you encounter him and knowing his uh, you know, love on the cross, and your life will be changed. And the purpose of life is re- really important. Mm. So if you find your purpose clearly when you are still young, mm. and you will not waste your time and energy in wrong mm. place. Mm-mm-mm. So um, if I go back to twenties, uh, and I will enjoy real freedom in the gospel, mm. and I will go uh, to different part of the world, mm. uh, experiencing different world, and how God is uh, working in different part of the world, and mm. see the great God and meet him in a new way mm. and bring his goodness to other people as well. So that is a missionary life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I really like how you just shared. Cause sometimes I feel like sometimes with testimonies, we think, Oh, like the takeaway is you were bad and you went good and that was it. And, but I feel like it's more than a moral conformity. It's, it's a deeper mm. yearning to, to, to chase after God, to chase mm. after Christ and, and to know God and to know Christ and to be known by God. And mm. so I feel like that's such a great thing to highlight all the time. It's because I think sometimes we think, oh, we have to be good mm. to be a Christian. But mm. in reality, it's like, no, no, we have to like really yearn and desire God and, and worship God and, mm. and have that first. And mm-hmm. Stir our affections toward God first before we do anything. That's right. So I really appreciate Mm. you know your your honesty in 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 worship wanting to worship god first and foremost thank you yeah so i got um ij requested me to do a little segment on my own Uh, so yeah basically um yeah like uh like my dad said i think when i was younger um i feel like i chased those three things Gold, girls, and glory. Not so much girls, but gold and glory. And, you know, it's, it's got to come down from somebody, right? So it's not mum. <laughs> <laughs> so genetically, <laughs> I got it from somebody. Are you saying it's your dad's fault? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think as I grew older, um, yeah, like I, I, I think I cherished my, uh, my worldly friends like a lot back when I was younger. And, um, and I was very easily influenced and, uh, those, and the perishable things from this world, I feel like I was very carried away with. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, you know, as I feel like, like I talked about how as I surround myself with the right people and the right environment, you know, um, I think God starts to change your life. So I think um, I was meant to share a passage, a Bible passage and the Bible passage, I think, that I um, would like to share uh, is Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Um, the verse is, you know, it is no longer I who live, but, you know, Christ who lives in me. And I think it's a short but powerful um, verse, mm. you know, after we, you know, if we immerse ourselves with, um, with our Christian brothers and the right environment, and you know, spending time with God, you know, we we lose desire for I think all these um, things that we you know we desire the worldly things we desire. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not long. It's no longer like you know me who lives, but you know it's Christ that's living in me, and mm-hmm. so we want to live like how Christ did. Mm. And I think one more verse I I always grew up with 
that my dad would um, make us recite every day was Philippians 4.13, mm-hmm. which is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. I don't just apply this in like just a, um, like a biblical, biblical way, but like I think in a lot of aspects in my life, just, mm. you know, if I'm just, um, you know, gym or work or whatever, I just, you know, I feel like if God is with me, then I can do, I can do all things. And mm. so, yeah. Those are the two passages that I like to share that mm. you know encourage me mm. and keep me going in my life. Mm. So yeah, that's my little segment done. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. And when he just uh, went to the world for a while and mom was very worried and uh, she just uh, pushed me a lot. You know, I just uh, look at your son, first the son is just wandering here and there and something is going wrong. And but I said, well, and it's okay, it's okay. And we don't have to push him, and and God will and do something in his life. You know, mm. as I experienced, my father never pushed me, and doing this, don't do this, don't do that, and he never pushed me to do something. Even I made a mistake. He, uh, he even he knew all things, but he waited for me, and that is father's love, and and I trust in uh, I trust the two sons and. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm not away, you know, I'm not here, and and because the Father in heaven look after them, mm-hmm. and so um, and I said to my wife, and don't worry, no worries, and God will make them grow through His love, and so um, yeah, I believed Him, and so um, now I can see that, and like a like father, like son, and uh, he just began to uh, focus on uh, what he should focus on mm-hmm. in God's sight, and so I'm thankful for that. Mm. Can't imagine all the prayers you and mm. your wife must have had over all your children, but probably mm. especially Daniel. Mm, him, that's right. With um, I guess you know, yeah, what he just shared. Mm. But all glory to God, Amen. And how he did that, mm. James? You have anything uh. to share in terms of passage? You're supposed to lead the segment. <laughs> You're supposed to ask us as well. What? Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> all right. So going back to that. Um, yeah, then you, <laughs> any passages you boys like to uh, share for us that you know encourage you and um, you know keep your walk with uh, God strong in your life? Uh, IJ first. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, I, I was reflecting on this. I mentioned this verse in a previous podcast, but recently I was reflecting on it because I felt it was really impactful. Um, I think for me, as someone who grew up in, you know, uh, a household where uh, I guess I didn't feel the most secure or and I didn't feel the most known. Not saying that my parents are bad, but, you know, that no parent is perfect. And so I just felt like um, my, my soul always yearns to be known and seen. And I feel like this passage from Jeremiah 31.3 really helps with that. The passage says... Uh, the Lord appears to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with un- I have drawn to you with an unfailing love. Mm. And I love how that verse paints a picture of how um, God, God loves us mm. and that like he draws near to us. And so I, I like to really reflect and think about the implications of mm. that, especially when I, feel like I'm being attacked by the devil with like hot, uh, with dark thoughts, but I can always refute it with this scripture. And it means that when I don't feel God um, and I don't feel like maybe he is, um, yeah, when I don't feel God, he loves me and he's near. Mm. When I doubt his plan, mm. he loves me and he is near. Mm. When I feel rejected, he loves me and he is near. Mm. When I'm mad at him, he still loves me and he is near. When I just freshly sin, he loves me and he's still near. Mm. And even when I turn my back on him, he still loves me and he is near. Amen. Mm. And so no matter how unfaithful or sinful or rebellious mm. I am, mm. the scripture says otherwise that mm. God is still faithful and near and Amen. is waiting. Mm. Amen. And so, yeah, I've just been really reflecting on that and letting the truth of how much God loves me really wash over my heart. Because, mm. yeah, I feel sorry for myself a lot. <laughs> mm. I have little pity parties here and there, but mm. God's word is here to, to tell me 
it's okay. Mm. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, um, uh, being vulnerable with us. Um, yeah. Like I think my dad talked about, you know, our earthly parents. Um, they're all sinners like us, and they can't be perfect. But um, you know, our heavenly Father is perfect, and He loves you so much that you know, even if you're the only person in this world, He would He would bring his son and mm. um, he'll die for your sins. Mm. So just amen. regurgitating back what my dad said a couple <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> mm, yeah, man. But that's it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, James. Uh, for me, it's um, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Mm. Um, I feel like I had a, we remembered a conversation we had with Chun mm-hmm. on his episode mm. and I was explaining how as I begin to grow up, I almost repeat or imitate the actions that I see my dad do when he was, when he was um, in the house mm. and it brings to mind like, I remember people in church asking me like, What's your dad like at home? That's like the number one question you get as a PK, I think. Mm. What's your dad like at home? And at the end of the day, like we discussed, even pastors are sinful. Mm. Even pastors are not perfect. Um, And I think with the advice question that I gave, well, that I asked my dad earlier, that was like more of a, I, I, really want, I really wanted to know like, um, what is something that we can hold all together as sinful men? Um, and the story about how Joseph, um, I guess, always was in the presence of God or the presence of God was with Joseph all the time. Mm-hmm. And that led to his, I guess, ultimate, uh, his success throughout his life. I think this verse also, altogether describes how yes as failing and sinful men mm. we should trust in the perfect god um, we should trust in the lord with all our heart and not to be prideful of our success but be humble mm. and always acknowledging acknowledging that god is our source of success mm. um, i think that is the key to success in a man's life mm. Mm. <laughs> this uh, I'm, it's genetics. I'm preaching because. <laughs> the, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's good at preaching, right? Like that. See, so uh, the the whole things together. Um, and you guys reminded me of the uh, the verse I really uh, love in the Bible, Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. Mm-hmm and who have been called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is not us, but it, it is God who mm. work all things together for the good. Mm. So um, of course life is always ups and down. Mm. Um, it is not parents, it is not somebody else, no pastors, or somebody else doing things, you know, great things in the church. No, it's all about God mm. who work out all things together for his glory. Amen. And so, um, so just to give glory to to the Lord, and uh, so I was so encu- I was so encouraged to see you know uh, one family church, and after three years um, ministry um, in Korea, I just came back to see it. You know, God is doing great job, mm. and it's not pastor, it's not somebody else in the church. It's all about God work behind what's happening in our lives. So I really thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys. <laughs> it's been a long time coming and a very long wait just before filming. Yeah. But um, what a night, uh, what a discussion, and what a blessing it is to be able to share moments like this together yes, and, and to be able to talk about our good Father in heaven. Amen. Um, Amen. On that note, guys, we would like to sign off. Uh, you've been listening to the King's Army podcast with your hosts, IJ, James, Danny Boy, and our guests. 
Anton Joe. Good to see you guys. Till next time. God bless. God bless.